Welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. You better believe it. Next up is going to be downtown Lou. Make sure you visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Not a matter of matter of when you're going to need that oil change in those tire service. So again, make sure you get that taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. And welcome into the show. Thank you for listening wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, or right here in the call-in app. I don't even know if anymore we say we're joined by Matt, or is he just the third member now? I'm I didn't, back! Didn't even put him in the the description. I, you've been here the last past, like, four Thursdays. I feel yeah. like the last four every other Thursdays. I'm pretty good for about every other Thursday at this I don't point. even think it's been... Has we didn't do been? a show last Thursday because yeah. of the draft. Oh, I was there. <laughs> yeah, so the last like, four times we've done a Thursday show. You know, that was kind of the... When I was doing daily radio with you guys, I was really good for about one a week. So this should have been our <laughs> yeah, arrangement all We've honed into your schedule. Right, it's, it's like when I went to school. Guys, it's more like Tuesdays. It's more like we are back. <laughs> yeah, we're Welcome back in back. your schedule. Yeah, yep. you are back with us today. Uh, we'll see what all we jump into. I know that we're going to get into the 2024 NFL draft preview. That's pretty much how I've spent my entire week. Same. Well, I'm doing a lot of like media looking back at the 23 draft, but then you know it is. Everybody's like, yeah, but what about next year? How's next year look? Um, I have a lot of stories from the draft I can share with you guys. Uh, a lot of. A lot of things, so it could get weird. Let's hear it. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, where do we start? Let's so start here. Thursday, how'd it go for we'll you? We'll start here. Uh, so Thursday and Friday are just busy days for me because I do, you know, I wake up early and do Sports Center. This just in NFL Live, Sports Center, and then hand it over to the Godfather, Mel Kiper. And where do you Jr. find this content? Uh, on ESPN. Oh, um, your yeah, we didn't even. Or, we yeah. don't even have to say that anymore. Everyone knows who you right? are now. So it's that Kansas City Star article. Honestly, <laughs> screwed me. Not uh, the Joplin Globe one. <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah. was that one. And then Saturday, obviously, you know, being on the desk for day three was uh, truly like a lifelong dream of mine. Um, but you guys know me well enough to know now. I'm like, hey, well, what do I got to do to get on day two? You know, <laughs> I'm always trying to like work harder. But I said I had stories to tell. Uh, I will start here. Uh, Tuesday night, I get to Kansas City. The Lowe's Hotel in downtown Kansas City is beautiful. It is the nicest hotel in Kansas City. If you if you need like a date night in KC or you're just rich, or uh, than me and anyone I know, stay there. It's beautiful. It's worth the money. Um, so Tuesday night, I'm at the lobby bar, which was, again, amazing. And I'm talking to this gentleman who works at ESPN. He's a producer. He's been there a really long time. And we're just trading, like, swapping stories a little bit, telling my background and stuff. And um, we're talking about the – you know the, the sound that plays when a player's picked? The, like, when the pick is in, the little jingle oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that plays on ESPN? I was like, – they were playing it on TV, and I was like, I love that fucking sound. Like, I, I wish love I could it. think – I, like, I know it. It's kind of like a riff on the sports center. Yeah, or like Baseball Tonight used yep. to have it. Yes, it's very stupid. similar. But I get it when I do my mock drafts on – Fantasy. Any type of fantasy. Right, and so my guy, his name Steve Ackles, goes, yeah, I actually came up with that. And I'm no. like, no, you did not. And he's like, no, here's the story. So he was like a, in, like a low-level associate producer. His job was to cut highlights for the draft. 
So all those highlights you see. Is just like the the pick is in. ESPN the pick is in. You can find it. So anyway, so Steve is he was, It might just randomly play during this because I'm gonna be yes. like, oh, okay. I so don't have headphones on. I, I have to hear And He says uh he was the guy who cut highlights and they have a meeting, like how can we make the draft better? And he's like, you know, the draft this was back when it was Saturday, Sunday. And he's like, you know, you gotta get up and go to the bathroom. You gotta get up and go make a sandwich. And your your team can make a pick, and you don't even know because you're not looking at the TV. So he had this idea to make a little chime that would play that would let you know the pick was in. And he walks down to, the, like, the basement to the music department in Bristol, and he, he tells this dude, he's like, hey, we need to come up with, like, a jingle. And the guy was, like, not a musician, but he had, like, a little Casio keyboard and, like, pounded out the jingle that is still used today. That's pretty much how Taylor Swift wrote all her albums. Right, exactly. Same thing. That's it. That's it again for me, because <laughs> I it's like it's stuck in my head, but it's not. Yep, that's yeah, it. it right, like it, you, pretty you clever you actually. That, you hear that and you expect Chris Berman to announce a pick, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So this guy wrote it. Matt, you and I have been fans of the NFL draft for I'm I'm gonna guess me twenty seven years, thirty. Like, so Mel, uh, sorry, first name basis now, huh, right? Uh, <laughs> You're so he ridiculous. asked me, he was like, BFF, RC, out the window. Yeah, yeah got Mel exactly. now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he'd asked, because, you know, he read the KC Star article as well and stuff, and he got like, oh, yeah, you've been doing this a long time. He's like, what's the first draft you remember? And I said, I remember the 1992 NFL draft, and I remember thinking Kajana Carter was the best running back prospect of all time. He's like, you, how old were you? I was like, nine. And I was like, and I know I remember 92 because I remember thinking you were wrong in 93 when it was Bledsoe and Myra. And he was like, yeah, I was a Myra guy. I was like, I know, I was a Bledsoe guy. And like, we was like, I was 10. No, I wasn't even 10, the 93 draft. I would have been nine, I guess. I would have been eight in 92. Um, so you were like four. I was going to say, like, what was the first one I remember? 94 was Charles Woodson, Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf. Think about that. No, that was that had been like 97, right? No. Wait, what did you yeah, say? I'm sorry, 97. I was thinking Heisman. My bad. 94 yeah. would have been Eddie George, Orlando Pace. Oh, shit. I remember that one. That yeah. was probably my first one. I don't have a computer in front of me today, so my remember. numbers might be a little off. But, so yeah. like, I mean, obviously, I don't remember, like, the 91. I think that was Marshall you, Falk. You want to know my first memory of the NFL draft? It's a memorable one. Yeah. Because in fifth grade, we had this thing called a drama club. And if you were in the play, you then got to go on a field trip to Kansas City. Well, that field trip just happened to happen the same weekend as the draft. Raiders have the number one pick. They take Jamarcus Russell. Oh, that's that is my seven. That's my first memory of the NFL draft. And then right? the Chiefs took Dwayne Bow at a Louisiana State University, and I was pissed because I didn't know what Louisiana State was. And someone uh, else was like, "He's from LSU," and I'm like, "Oh my god, heck yeah!" For some reason, I knew LSU, but I did not know Louisiana State. Fifth grade Austin was just. And like, that draft take is better than the video I saw today of a guy saying that Felix uh, Uzoma Enoduke was the. 38th best defensive end in the draft this year, and that the Chiefs only selected oh him to appease the fans. I swear to God, Ross Tucker's podcast had a guest today. 22 were drafted. <laughs> Again, no laptop in front of me, so I apologize if it's 22 were drafted. Uh, there was a guy on Ross Tucker's podcast who said that Felix was the 38th best defensive end in the draft, and he was only picked so fans in Kansas City would be happy. That's a, that's a thing that people do. And the Chiefs it. were also looking for Hendon Hooker in the bottom of the first round for a backup quarterback. Chris Collinsworth. So, yeah. yeah. I will say, um, 
This might just be a story. Our time buddy Cole's looking at me like, "Why'd you say that?" And I, I think Chris I Collinsworth you guys, thought he had a hot take. I think very I texted you guys this Thursday night. The Chiefs were trying very, very hard to come back up in the first, like to to move from thirty-one to twenty. I know they were trying to get to twenty-one, and it like that was not happening. Twenty-two, nope. Twenty-three, nope. And then we saw four receivers go. Was there a receiver in mind that they wanted that they were looking for that you know of? Jordan Addison. Okay. If Son you of a gun. Remember my last mock draft? I do remember I that one. Jordan but I was also just, I wasn't sure if it was like, okay, hey, like Jason's still here. Let's see if we can get, like, I really wanted them to get to 17 or 18. Like, I thought that would be I, great. I mean, that's forward, where they probably would have But been. I don't think yeah. they. Because the Chargers weren't going to deal with them. But no. think about it this way. Let's go Galaxy Brain. The Lions at 18 overdrafted linebacker Jack Campbell. That would have been a swapped. great spot. And they could have taken draft Jack Campbell at 31, and the Chiefs could have drafted JSN at 18, and everybody's like, yeah, that's a And I good. would be obnoxious to be, like, unbearable to be around. Yeah. Like, I'm serious. Be like, more, oh, we got JSN. More. Yeah, more so. <laughs> you asked me if I had a Red Bull a day. Nah. I'm just – Naturally. I just ate dinner life. before I got here. Yeah. <laughs> I am just full on life, baby. Well, congratulations. Thank We're you. Happy also, country. hope you heard that one. <laughs> First time in a month. <laughs> He's going to get trashed on that. Uh, what is this? Uh, Crown Crown Royal Whiskey Lemonade. That's good. That's hitting it bloodstream is, right now. Good. That's good. Not a sponsor, but. Oh, that is good. <laughs> Who makes this? Crown, Crown Royal. <laughs> I don't know. The big giant the words on the front of it. I don't know who's partnered with something else. <laughs> I never know what I'm drinking. It's just it's handed. Here's a question for you. Uh, kind of random, but last episode we took just a random deep dive into heights and weights of players. And it just kind of caught me off guard yesterday. We're going through this because the Chargers took Quentin Johnson, another big body receiver. Yeah. Someone's breaking it down to me. How tall is Keenan Allen? Six Keenan foot two. Hold six. on. He's somehow really good at this. I'm gonna say six one. Yes, See, that's the seven. Yes, Mike Williams. Mike Williams, six two two fifteen. Six four. Yeah, he's and big, Quentin, he's Quentin Johnson. I thought he was six, one four. of those guys. That New combine, he was much shorter than that. Because at Clemson, Mike Williams was listed. Yeah, six four. So I thought Keenan Allen was much taller than he was. No. And then when I saw that, I was just like, whoa. He's too good of a route runner to be tall. Yeah. He just, he's just lengthy. And maybe that's it. Like, he's so slim. Like, his arms are really lengthy. long, too. Yeah. So that's I just thought he was much taller. You write these guys up, and it's like, oh, he plays bigger than he is. Right. But I can remember Nuke thinking. Uh, actually, Jamar Chase was the one. I thought Jamar Chase was six four. And then I saw him in person oh, play. Yeah, he's like six so he's six foot tall. But he plays enormous. Yeah. Yeah, Keenan Allen is 6'2". I'm sorry. 6'2"? I yeah. thought he was. Yeah. <laughs> Melo, you're wrong, you idiot. Yeah, an inch off. Moron. Uh, Five for six. <laughs> right. We had a lot happen this week in the NFL. Uh, a lot of fifth-year options picked up and declined. Let's start there. I thought what the Packers did was pretty interesting. They did not pick up the fifth-year option on Jordan Love, but they did sign him to a one-year extension 22 million dollars is what it could be worth there is 13 million fully guaranteed i thought that was a good move for both sides smart you stay with jordan love for another two years but you don't have that fully guaranteed fifth year option uh for him so he gets a a kind of a prove it year and then he's he's probably still i would assume going to get that fifth year but also on him it's the idea that like so this will replace the fifth year for him like this is essentially that um, it leaves them open. He still has three franchise tags available in his career, so you're not tagging him, but it gives him some upfront cash. Like you're making a commitment to him. I think he got 13 million guaranteed. Is that you said? Mm-hmm. So you, he gets the, you know, you get 13 million guaranteed. You're really going to get about five. 
You can use three franchise tags on Jordan Love? You can, you can use three franchise tags on any player over the course of their career. I thought it was two. It's three now. Shoot. Two in a row. Three okay. becomes like insurmountably expensive. It's like 130% of the highest paid player at that position. So it's just probably never going to happen. So he'd be there, yeah, $60 million. Right, right. Uh, so, but I, I do like, uh, as you said, I like that they made a commitment to him. I loved what they actually did in the draft. It was like funny because it's like, oh, first round, are they going to take a pass catcher? Nope, they're going to take a pass rusher. Yeah, we're going to stick to what we know. Right, but then in rounds two through five, we're going to draft two tight ends. They drafted three wide receivers in the draft. So they, they did, like, attack, you know, the areas of need. But I think Green Bay has always done a good job of being creative with their salary structures and with their contracts. I think this is a, one of the more creative ones that they've done. Yeah, and I, I like it that they give an, him an opportunity. Are you like rooting he, for him? I am. I am. Country? Oh, yeah. Jordan Love? Yeah. Yeah. I even thought last year, what game was it that he stepped in and almost helped them it was win? against you guys, right? No, I think it was against the Eagles. I thought he came in on like the second. Okay against again, the Chiefs, no laptop. <laughs> but, yeah, there yeah. was a game where he stepped in last year. And I, I kind of liked him throughout the draft process. Yeah, my comp for him was Colin Kaepernick. You know, it was like this athletic, skinny, or skinnier quarterback who he only arm. threw heat, though, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but – I think we did see last year in whatever game and a half he played. I'm pretty sure it was the he Eagles because he better. hit those he hit those outside throws along the sideline and they yes. looked much more crisp. He looked more comfortable looked in the pocket. Poised. Yes, yeah. thank you. I was a fan of his coming out. So speaking of this Packers draft, then like you know they start the the draft, lose Van Ness, the edge out of Iowa, and then they go Luke Musgrave, good mm-hmm. tight end out of Oregon State, correct? Yep. Um, and then they go Jaden Reed, Tucker Craft, another tight end, and then they go defense at Colby Woody at Wooden again. And then after that, it was like Sean Clifford, which I thought was really weird. And then you just kind of filled in everything with the receiver. They took a kicker, a corner, yeah. running back safety, and then one more receiver. I thought they did a really good job of like grabbing on – they had so many day three picks – of grabbing players who are traits rich that you can develop. Um, who was the receiver they took on day three? Uh, Wicks? Yes, Dontavian Wicks. He was one of Melo's guys. Super long, like 6'4", 215. Had flashed at times in his career, just was really inconsistent. And so you're building out, like, we know Christian Watson's a dude. Jaden Reed's a slot. Super burst. Great. Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave are going to play off each other really well. Luke Musgrave, fun fact, nine drops in college, two touchdowns. So there's that for you to work with. Mm. Um, But they've, like... I do think they've addressed those areas where they're going to be really young at wide receiver, but they're all different. And like, if I would have one complaint about the chiefs, it would be, man, like a lot of these guys are the same. And that I think at times keeps them from getting on the field or producing on the field yeah. because they're the same as all the other guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. That's why I didn't want them to take a, a Zay flowers. In the yeah, after and a I even thought Baltimore taking Zay flowers was a little redundant to OBJ. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't really know he, what he the... He feels Hollywood Brown to me. Like, Yeah, Devin Duvernay. Yeah. yeah, that's who I would I'd comp him I, to. I didn't like the Ravens draft at all because you went to Zay Flowers and then you just immediately went linebacker, linebacker, and Trenton Simpson and Tavius Murphy, and then you go corner, offensive tackle, guard. It's like I'm never I feel like there's of, more holes on this team than just those five positions. I'm never a fan of creating a hole and filling it. And so they create a hole by not picking up Patrick Queen's fifth-year option. And it's funny, if you go on ESPN.com and do the draft tracker, my player comp for Trenton Simpson was Patrick Queen. (laughs) So it's like, 
no better plug and play option. But you guys will remember when the Niners traded DeForest Buckner mm-hmm. to the Colts. Mm-hmm. I cried. I was upset. But then they drafted uh, Javon Kinlaw, who's not been good. I want to point that out. You created a hole and filled it, you know, like with, with your return. Mm-hmm. I always have a problem with that. Sometimes it can work out. Yeah. Not often. No. Yeah. Sometimes it works. It's just the draft is so hard that people feel like, ah, we lost this guy. We'll just go pick up another one in the draft. Right. It's not always. A lot of these guys, they're going to suck. And that's why even looking back at this draft class uh, with Joe Burrow, what was that, 2020? You were talking about the fifth-year options, 2020, the COVID draft. 14 of these players did not get picked up. It was a record. A record um, number of players did not get their fifth-year option picked up because some were – like in jail, Henry Ruggs, um, a couple, like one passed away. There was a corner that the Vikings drafted, um, kid from TCU. I apologize. I can't remember his name. Uh, he passed away in a, a car accident. So like some of these fifth year options, like were off the table, you know, or guys got traded. So that wasn't an option, but it's Jeff Gladney. Sorry. That's his name. Uh, so it's like a record number of players who couldn't be re-signed. Yeah. Well, a couple surprising ones. Uh, Man, I hope Chase I'm right about that. <laughs> Again, I don't remember I, the Jeff Gladney. I'm, again, I'm laptopless. <laughs> You're just shooting from the hip today. Yeah, he died yeah, in a car crash. Holy okay. smokes. Man, that would have been. Was I he a first though? He was. It's like, I dude, if you just predicted something, I like, would have nah, immediately nah, left, and this podcast would be deleted from the internet if I got that wrong. <laughs> uh, as we've learned, that's hard to do, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, sometimes it's just out there. Sometimes you're trying to take a leak on a golf course, and before you know it. And you ask a pretty inappropriate question in a very inappropriate style, <laughs> and it gets published to Spotify immediately. It might still be out there. I don't know. It 100%. I thought you were talking about the night where our dead Dan died. That one as well. And you were like yep, there are making couple. jokes about him dying for an hour on a podcast. Dude, that was so hard to listen back to because I found out he Never passed did. away. And I was like, I'm going to listen to the podcast because I assumed he was on it. So I was listening to the podcast on the way home. <laughs> and it was like, oh, what, he's sick? Someone's going to die? And I'm just like, oh, my God, they have no idea. We tried to take it down. We, uh, in all oh, fairness, I, felt, I felt so bad for you guys. because We were at the emergency room, and we called the producer from Bleacher Report, Turner. He's like, you gotta take this down. He's like, why? And I was like, uh, Dan died, and we made fun of him. He's like, can't take it down. It's too late. Which I now know is not true. You can yeah, what? yeah, you just gotta wake up and do a little bit of work. Yeah, yeah, you gotta like roll over and hit delete, or even in the morning would have been fine. You know, uh-huh. but, yeah, yeah. unsend. So that podcast is still out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good one though. But these players that didn't get their fifth year option, Chase Young, like you said, Chase Dan. Young, number two overall. Let's pick. get back on track. <laughs> I loved him coming out of Ohio State, and I still think there's a lot of promise there. I think we're just seeing a shift in the NFL of teams don't have to pick up these fifth year options. Mm-hmm. Do you think if Chase Young balls out? Franchise tagging, re-signing. Do you think it's because, and I this isn't new, 2018 was the first year, fifth-year option is fully guaranteed now. So for a player like Chase Young, who's had so many injuries in his career, I would be afraid, mm-hmm. what is that fifth-year option for him, like $25 million? I don't know. It's a lot. I It'd mean, be a lot. Why is this the one day you don't bring your laptop and you have a million questions? Um, it, it probably would have put him close to like I know 15, it's different because he's not a quarterback. Okay, and it, yeah. because he doesn't have any of those accolades. Like Joe Burrow's right. coming in at twenty nine. He's that's a deal. The, that's a because of like Pro Bowls and things like yeah. that, like escalators. So for Chase, more. even even guaranteed for injury. Did you, you know? guess sixteen or did you know? Guessed. Okay, it shows it just over seventeen million. Look at my guy. Yeah. Um, that's where like you're a good guesser. I look at it as you have Montez Sweat, who's really good. You drafted KJ Henry in the fifth round, who I think is way better than the fifth round. So, yeah, it's a prove-it year. 
mm-hmm. and like prove you can stay healthy. Sometimes, rarely, this will burn the team. Very rarely. Yeah. You know, like uh, the Giants didn't pick up Saquon Daniel Barkley. Jones or Saquon. And yeah. it's like, oh. Josh Jacobs. Oh, yeah. oh, you didn't pick up my option? I'm going to be the best running back in the league. Right? Where the hell did that <laughs> okay. come from? And Therese Paler, I mean, RIP, said it best. Contract years undefeated. Yeah. Yeah, I, these guys get on contract I years still and they just ball out. <laughs> I'd rather not pick it up and have to pay your ass. <laughs> and be like, oh, we can get that out of you? Bill Walsh used to say, if you can do it once, like if you can do it once, I can get you to do it all the time. And that's how I feel about these guys. It's like, hey. <laughs> If you can show it in that fifth year, all right, do it again. Yeah. After playing an yeah. alumni tournament recently, I know I can't. Like you can do it once, I do it. I'm not doing that's, it the next that's year. Different Another level quote. athlete. I'm not as good as I once was. Yeah, George Strait. <laughs> I'm as good now as I'll ever be. But yeah. you're as good once as you ever were. You got the orders wrong. Oh my gosh. Wow. I'm off my game. This I got dude. Jeff Gladney died in a car accident. This dude gets up on the freaking desk and just now starts making mistakes. I just don't want to miss. Quote I did get invited back, so. Uh, yeah, as you should have. That? I don't know why you're acting surprised by that. I get why. It's like, oh my gosh, they invited me back. But I feel like we all need it's How yeah, about this? It's what's expected. They have a that's a me quote. They it have is. A yeah. Change their mind. So. Right. Don't screw it up on the <laughs> Yeah, yeah no right. joke. Hey, he did talking. not die. Uh. Stop talking. Number eight overall pick, Isaiah Simmons, another one of my guys that I loved. He also doesn't get his Man. option picked up. That's been kind of sad, but he's been kind of dealing with some like he's been lingering okay. injuries, right? I, I I will maintain with Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, a lot of those guys who went to the Cardinals that were that hybrid defender, it's that they went to the wrong team. And I don't know that Kendall Roy is their head coach. I don't know if you guys are going to get that reference, succession. Um, mm, yeah, I don't know I if know. that's going to work out well for them. I'm not a believer in Jonathan Gannon. At well, all. It also, no, no, dude, he's a weirdo. Do you see the, the video where he's like, shot, 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 pew, 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 speed. What? And you ever watch Succession? Is like, uh, I think it's Rondale Moore. Hold on. I hate this guy. Hey, let's pause real quick. Who else had a very awkward press conference and it's worked out very right? well? Uh, yeah. The guy he just worked but for. But now this dude is like, he, he didn't talk to the media the week of the draft. That never happens for a head coach. They, mm. they had to give the Eagles draft picks because they tampered in hiring him. That's for next year, right? It was this year. Yeah, they worked out like a third. They got a third. Picks. Yeah. Oh. Like the Eagles need more picks. Mm-hmm. They take a Ringo also, with that also pick? Also felt a little bit Probably. shady. Like, a team's talking to one of your coordinators. That shouldn't be tampering. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? I think yeah. it was leading up. I think it was the week of the Super Bowl. I think. Uh, I want. I don't know it. if that made a huge difference with it. Keep I don't know if you guys heard. Out <laughs> Nick Sirianni, when they asked him about it this week, was like, oh, it didn't affect us losing the Super Bowl, but. You know, there was like a hanging. Yeah. Like, oh, wait. No, that turf. Uh, Tyler Warden said Jonathan Gannon is the defensive Adam Gase. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, bingo. Do you remember Adam Gase with the Jets where he was like looking mm-hmm. at like Yeah, weird I mean, he was ceiling? coked out of his Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to go in this meeting and be so attentive, focused, locked in. <laughs> or, and just like, damn, these lights are all over the place. Do you think maybe he was just seeing a bunch of stuff? I have no comment. Yeah, you're seeing ghosts. Why is that clown crawling out of the ceiling <laughs> and just looking at it like. No one else sees this. No one else is reacting. Right? But people forget about Adam Honestly, Gase props on him for being smart enough to realize that no one else is potentially seeing it. And yeah. it's just him, and he's got to stay calm, cool, and collected. The thing about Adam Gase is the Mannings recommended him for that job. Mm-hmm. They also recommended Will Levis to the Colts. Uh, I would stop head. listening to the Mannings. <laughs> yeah, with Sounds some like things. people have. <laughs> yeah, with some I, love, uh, I love Monday Night Football with the Mannings, though. So that's the that thing. is good, yeah. And then yeah. we got we got little little cousin at, the, uh, at Texas, so. Anyway, Maybe. let Melo we'll get see. back on track. Isaiah Simmons, though, I agree. The usage of him has just been weird. Because the player that he was at Clemson, and then I believe, maybe I'm wrong here, his rookie year, they're like, he's going to be a safety. Yes. And then quickly, snip, snap, 
No, he's a linebacker. It's like they never just. And then it's like, out hey, can you be a game? nickel linebacker? Just cover yeah. the guy in the slot. In They've college, asked too much he had that of him. Pick on the on the boundary on the sideline. It was the, like the back. college football playoff, right? Game. Or maybe the national. Maybe the natty. Game. Yeah, uh, you loved that guy coming out. Oh yeah, his his ability is there. I don't think that he. I feel was like used. players that size now are linebackers, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure what he weighs in. At. Who I mean, was this player? Isaiah Simmons. He's six four two. Oh, I thought you were twenty five. He's, I was that his, say he's probably 230. Was that not Kyle right? Hamilton that made a play along the sideline? Or are yeah, you talking about also, a different play? Also yeah. made okay. a play yeah. on the sideline. Uh, another one of my guys, C.J. Henderson, does not get his fifth-year option. He's been better since he got traded, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, number 11 overall pick. I think a lot of us saw this one coming. Mekhi Becton. Uh, call it what you want. The injury, the weight issue, whatever it was. Yeah, played football in two years. He, he's the most like in-the-doghouse player that's in the <laughs> NFL. Yeah, because I think that was the year the Titans took Isaiah Wilson, and he's out of the NFL. So another one that they did not pick up his fifth year option. Do you uh, do you think with Mackay Becton, you know, they're not picking up his option, but he's going to be there for this year? Or do you think there's a possibility where he is a trade piece where he goes somewhere next year and he kind of rejuvenates his career? No, I think okay. at some point you are who you are. I well, I just didn't know if it was and one of those deals with the Jets where they're so done with him, and then like he gets injured again. So it's like, yeah, we are just done, done, and there's no way he can come maybe. like. You and know what I mean? It's a different coaching staff. Yeah. Right? That's also what I think in plays into it. It's like, hey, we just we didn't pick you. We don't really want you. You're injured. We'll let you go somewhere else. And then he's finally healthy. He ends up in a good spot. It's like, okay, actually, maybe, you know. I don't there's know, the man. value that we were seeing when before he was drafted. I have a hard time. Like, I think you start to change your stripes as a player really hard. Like, Geno Smith is the one where you're like, oh, well, he got in a good spot. and He didn't write back. He, yeah, right? And I know, like, our guy, Duke Mannyweather, trains Mackay Becton or trained. I don't know if he still does. And like Duke is the best private O line coach in the world, um, but I think sometimes like the players got to do the work. And yeah, everything that Beckton has shown is that he's not that dude. Yeah, but they don't have a left tackle right now because they got jumped by the the Steelers for Broderick Jones. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and then took an edge rusher, which I like, Will McDaniel uh, McDonald, but I didn't like him at fifteen. I don't know if I liked him at fifteen. Uh, a couple other guys: Javon Kinlaw, Austin he's Jackson. Been terrible. Yeah. Oh, can we go back to that one? I took so much shit. I was still a bleacher report for this draft, and they took Javon Kinlaw, and I went off. It was like, yep, let's take the guy with two bad knees after we traded DeForest Buckner. And I took so much shit from Niner fans, like, you're a Chiefs fan, and like all this stuff. I'm like, no, I would have been fine taking a defensive tackle, just not that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Austin Jackson, Jalen Rager, obviously. A couple that surprised me, Kenneth Murray. Cesar Ruiz, Jordan Brooks, Patrick Queen, that little lump yeah. group right there. Cesar Ruiz surprised me because he's a good, he's a very good right guard. Are we just seeing that the Saints are like, actually, we don't have money? They, I was going to say, can they just not afford to pick that like, up right is now? It's finally going to happen. And we can't, we would love years. to. We will pay you next year, Which but we cannot Nick afford Bolton's to do it right now. Nick Bolton will be a free agent after this year. Mm-hmm. So when you look at that list, Jordan Brooks, Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray, and you're like, man, Nick Bolton might leave. You have some damn good replacements that are going to hit the market. I don't think Nick Bolton's leaving. But if he did, you got some very good replacements. I'm not even. Going to I know talk he's a Mizzou guy. I know, but like, happen. if, if, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I, I mean, I would agree with you. Like, even thinking about it right now with like Patrick Quinn, Jordan Brooks being available, it's like, hey, that would be like, I would be okay with that because I honestly like I wanted Patrick Queen in that draft mm-hmm. class anyways. Yeah. And so when they I take like Nick Bolton, I was like, why in the world are we taking a linebacker from Mizzou? Like this taking is just, right. slow guy. Like, no, I did not. I was pissed. The two years in a row I've been annoyed. And this year I'm just kind of like, 
floating in the water with it. It's like, I don't care. I thought but, this draft was kind of, as my kids would say, yeah. this draft is kind of mid. Yeah. Out of boy. Welcome to well, it. Well, then but, also at 32 overall in this, uh, Clyde Edwards yeah. Alaire does uh, not get his fifth year mm-hmm. option. As he should. I would say, Melo, no. you mentioned four linebackers that didn't get their fifth year option picked up. And one of my big arguments is the linebacker position has been devalued. Mm-hmm. You're not paying guys anymore. Like, it just, no one does it. Fred Warner they. really was Fred's, it. And Fred's like a different beast, yeah. you know? Like, um, why is his name still on my Bobby mind? Wagner, no. Roquan Smith. Old. Yeah, Roquan Smith. Colts linebacker. Colts, Leonard? Uh, Darius yeah, Shaq Darius. Yeah. now. Thank you. But I don't know if he's ever going to play football again. Yeah, I mean, he's been banged out. Like, that's the thing with these linebackers. Is, like, it is a very physical position as much as we talk about how football has changed. Those linebackers are getting in car crashes every single week. Yeah. Like, I've heard Chris Sims talk about that one time. He's like, you know, I handed the ball off to Cadillac Williams one time. I turned around, and he met the linebacker in the middle, and he's like, that was legitimately a car crash. He said, next play, we did the same thing to the other yeah. side, same result. He's <laughs> I, like, I would never play that position in my life. Melo, I did a podcast with the Austin Statesman, the newspaper uh, in Austin, Texas, and the guys who host it are – obviously, they've been there for like 30 years. And I, they find out I'm a Texas fan. So my whole appearance with them is like we're just trading stories. And they told this story about um, – I mentioned that I've known Eric Winston for we're the same age. I've mm-hmm. known him since we were 18 years old. Very like very good friend of mine. And former they, left tackle, former left tackle, former tight end, then turned left tackle. But so the the guy who was interviewing me was like, "Did you know Winston played high school football with Cedric Benson?" I was like, "Yeah." Eric's told me the stories, and he's like, "Did they ever tell you about the state championship game?" I was like, "I don't I don't think so." He's like, "So they're at Midland Lee, West Texas. All these oil kids. Eric is the tight end. Cedric Benson's the running back." And they play Westlake, Austin, which is like the rich white kids. Mm-hmm. Houston Street was Westlake's safety. And it's like a fourth down key play in the game. They hand the ball to Sed. And Cedric Benson was like 225 pounds in high school. He's a man. And it's fourth and one. And he and Houston Street meet at the line of scrimmage. Houston Street, the former pitcher? The pitcher, yes. Mm-hmm. So they played meet. at Texas. They meet in the hole. It was a closer for, like, the Rockies forever. Right. Houston Street rocks said back. They, lo- they He loses yards like Westlake wins, right? Dang. And Houston Street's going crazy, goes to the sidelines, and sits on the bench, and his teammates come up to him. Like, they're dabbing him up and stuff, and he's like, when's the game going to start? Oh, <laughs> they knocked him back. Oh, my God. And the story goes, Houston Street's dad told him that day, there will be – Cedric Benson's at every level of football. You were a baseball player. So Houston <laughs> Street got an offer to walk out of Texas to play safety and turned it down. So he played baseball at Texas. <laughs> I don't want to meet him again. I'll <laughs> right. lose the next so when one. You said that like of car crashes. <laughs> it reminded me of the, I, you speaking said of Cedric that. Benson, and I thought of the Adrian Peterson. Oh, clip that's where I was getting ready to go too. That went yeah. kind of viral uh, a little while ago, a couple of weeks ago, when Adrian Peterson came out and said, "If you're going to be mad at anyone, be mad at." coach Mac Brown for him not going to Texas and one of the reasons why is Adrian Peterson said he wanted to go to a school where he could play immediately and that Mac Brown told him no that Cedric Benson was coming back he's our guy he's going to play yeah and I think Adrian Peterson I liked him I feared him Oklahoma Mm -hmm. but he was one and three on that following year to win the Doak Walker Award and rush for 1800 yards and 19 Mm -hmm. touchdowns and then it went to Jamal Charles Mm-hmm. So like, they were fine. I, like for Adrian Peterson to go up there and be like, yeah, but they had this rando, Cedric Benson. Like what he ever do? He won the dope walk. He's one of the greatest running backs in Texas high school when I first history When I well. first heard this story, I was like, dad, gum it, Mac Brown. Like you freaking ruined. Like something that could have been great. Safety. And then the other thing was 
Well, hey, actually, they they went to Jamal Charles as well. But then it was what a play by Mike Brown to realize that every other coach in college football is probably telling Adrian Peterson, like, yeah, you'll play immediately, knowing yeah. good and well they're lying to his face. And it, he was like, no, you're not. During going that to. time at Oklahoma, Adrian Peterson lost to Texas twice. I say, was his was he one and two? Cedric Benson won the Doak Walker Award, and Texas won a national championship. Yeah. So, like having Adrian Peterson back in the day, that would have been cool. I I wanted him. Didn't need him. He's a Dallas kid. <laughs> Forget right. about it. Like that's the best era of Texas football that there's right. ever been. I also Probably came across the uh, the game recap. I think it was a 07 or 08 matchup between Texas and Oklahoma, where Jordan Shipley and Colt McCoy just went off. You know, uh, yeah, Jordan Shipley 08, takes 08. a kickoff return. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and everyone in the comments like, you know, those should have been like the back to back years that Texas won a national title, but Colt McCoy oh, got God. injured, and it was just like I forgot how good they were and like how bad it's been since then. Because that be. was like one of the first Texas Oklahoma games that I vividly remember watching because my mom's an Oklahoma off, fan. Yeah. Uh, although, like, the score was, like, 71 or nothing last year, so. Whatever. For sure, but, like, at the time, it was just, like, looking back, it was like, man, it just threw me back to being a kid watching that game and just the roller coaster. Well, I get asked all the time, that. why are you a Texas fan? I say, uh, Ricky Williams. Yeah. Watching Ricky Williams on Saturdays. That's why I'm a Texas fan. Yeah. Let's uh, go ahead and jump into some college football talk. <laughs> Looking ahead to the 2024 NFL draft, I, I, we talked about this last time. Uh, maybe I move on too soon. I don't care so much about the look backs at the NFL. Sound like my exes. Oh, right. Good luck, Chuck, over there. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, my streak continues. Anywho, back to your article <laughs> here. Just, I'm sorry uh, to take over go that. Go with it. I however long it. you want to. I <laughs> Can I ask real quick? Did you have an ex get married the same weekend an ex got engaged? It was pretty very damn close. close. Yeah, it was like within the same uh, cycle. No, oh my god, no, I did. Yeah, my ex girlfriend from high school got married, and my last ex girlfriend literally got engaged this past. Yeah, holy shit! So wait, I am like good luck. Three Chuck. in the last. He's got three uh, in the last. Yeah, month. I'm three for three. My last three girlfriends we've dated, and under a year and a half have been engaged. Ooh. So yeah. ladies, but it, it's been with it's been with their next boyfriend. Yeah, is who did they get married. Some kind of good luck on me. Oh. Probably. You're welcome. <laughs> what kind of voodoo are we you? We got drunk in Nashville that one night. We <laughs> yeah. called everybody on your phone, but nothing else happened. Right. right. I, just Why you sound like, I just made it like, sound like something did, and now I'm nervous <laughs> that it sounded that way. It was like five months hey, later. No shit with my game. You tell anybody you want about us. There you go. You guys have shared a lot of beds. What happened? happened. Rooms. Excuse rooms. me. Sorry, <laughs> no beds. <laughs> Anywho, 2024 NFL draft. Uh I really like this class. I'm so excited. I'm not one of those guys, and you see it all the time so far. Uh, talk of Caleb Williams. Oh, he would have been QB1 in this class if he were eligible. Marvin Harrison Jr. would have been wide receiver yes. 1. Brock Bowers would have been tight end 1. Olu Fashano would have been would've OT1. Been, exactly. Yeah. All these guys, like, oh, they would have been better. They would have been the number one pick. I think some of that is just getting excited and hyped up about the next class. I believe it. I would just year. say, normally, yes. This time, no. And with those four positions, I, I believe it. I would rather – so if I, if I were the Carolina Panthers and last Thursday night, if you know, Commissioner Goodell would have come out and said, hey, you can drive Bryce Young right now or you can buy the future on Caleb Williams. So in a year, he, he will come to you, but you don't get to make a pick. It's like tonight. Major League what Baseball do do? draft. It's like, hey, you can draft this college yep. kid. But I, would, also I would say Bryce Caleb Williams over Bryce Young. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Like I, I think Bryce Young is going to be a bust in the NFL. I'm not going to. He doesn't have any help at Carolina. DJ Shark, Adam Thielen, yeah. Chris Marshall. John Old Domingo. DJ Shark hasn't proven himself, can't stay healthy. Offensive line's not that good. I, I like Troy Timbo. We haven't seen it. Marshall, I would like to see it as well. We just haven't yet. Taylor like, Martin's I, best, like one of the best right tackles of football. Iki Aquano. 
They drafted Chandler Zavala, who played next to Icky in college. I think he's going to be okay. And also a great coaching staff. We'll see. I'm calling right now, though. I think it's going to be a bust. On, we haven't bet on anything in a long time. Yeah, because last um, time I won in week two. Let's get to listener questions. Any advice for starting out a new scouting season? Uh, go blank slate. Start with an early mock drafts. I So I'll tell you, this is what NFL scouts do. They start with early mock drafts because I have talked to a lot of those guys this week, and they say, we don't have our marching orders yet. They're not going to get those till late May on who to watch because teams are busy right now. So, you know, if you're a scout for the Chiefs, Brett Veach is not sending you a list of players to scout yet. You're looking at mock drafts and, and coming up with rankings that way. The way I start my list before I get in and get the big list from teams is – I'm going to read Mello's mock draft, and I'm going to read Todd McShay's mock draft, people I respect. And I'm going to look at those names of players, and I'm going to make sure that if Mello has a player mocked, I'm going to make goddamn sure he's on my list so I can watch him until I get the big 1,400-player list in probably June. And one thing I've uh, done this week, uh, my process usually is I start with a giant watch list. Yeah, I got like 140 on my list. right? I know you have more than that. Yeah, I'm sitting at 134. I don't know what I'm at right now. But let, me, let me see if I can get mine open. I would quick. say it's also if you're starting yeah, from scratch. Right the difference now. is we're adding guys throughout the 2022 college football season. You're adding guys that pop. So mm-hmm. you see, like the the kid from Ohio State, the DN JT last yeah. name. You watch him and you're like, okay, well, I can't scout him yet. Or Kool-Aid McKiss- McKinstry, you're like, okay, can't scout him yet. I'm gonna throw him on list so or I'm ready. You to see go. guys that pop on tape. I I don't remember whose mock I was reading. Oh, I think it was about Dallas Turner, the edge rusher. Dallas Turner's so good. At Alabama. It's like I was trying to watch Will Anderson, and number 15 kept popping up. Oh, absolutely. Marvin Harrison Jr. I, that's a big name. That that one's an obvious one. You're like, yeah, okay, I get it. But um, Joe Alt, the left tackle at Notre Dame, you know, you try to watch Jarrett Patterson, all you can do is watch Joe Alt. Yeah, and there are a couple guys that I've been going through. I love looking at the mock draft, too. I know, I, Matt, I've heard you say before, like, you don't like to look at other people's mocks because uh, you don't want them to, like, influence yours and stuff. Yeah. I can't get enough of it. So I'm working on like a what I'm calling a blue chip prospects. And these are just names that I keep seeing all over the place. So like obviously the quarterbacks, Caleb Williams, Drake May, and even Quinn Ewers is, is pretty much solidified himself as QB three in just about every mock draft. Not a I've Michael seen. Penix fan over here. Do we think like as Texas fans we know clearly the name Quinn Ewers, we've been watching a lot of them. Do we think this could be the guy who kind of has that Joe Burrow pop off season where oh, it's like and like kind of questioning it a little bit, and all of a sudden he just tears it up, and we're sitting here looking at it, going, "All right, yeah, this guy's a legit prospect." I would say the Joe Burrow, but I get what you're saying. Just yeah. because that maybe Joe not Burrow the season's team. results, right? Like I'm not saying that, but just like the jump from being kind of like yeah. and we know the name Mac to like Jones. boom. So I would take a go. Mac Jones mm-hmm. jump, right? Like there's a lot of promise there, and there's a lot of hype around him. One thing, I've been very critical of him. I wanted Arch Manning to win the starting job. I, I think one thing with Quinn Ewers that people have to remember is he should be a true sophomore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He left high school early and abruptly, too. Spent a year at Ohio State. So he's still really learning. He's 19 years old. I know he was a second-year player last year, but really that was his first year on a college campus. And getting rocked by Alabama. You know what I mean? Like that really, I think, changed the course of him, too. playing through a shoulder injury pretty much the whole season. So if he can live up to a little bit of the hype, he's going to be special. And Texas has a lot of kids. They have three pass catchers who could be first-round picks. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, easily. And their tight end, JT Sanders. He's special. He's a name that I thought like I was early on last year, but he's another one of my blue chip prospects that everybody is big on. Obviously Brock Bowers too at tight end, but there's there's a lot of potential. Yeah. 
out there in this class. My thing with Ewers is um, there's a quarterback in the NFL who I respect when he tells me, like, hey, this kid's going to be good. I tend to listen because his name's Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And they have trained together, and he's like, this guy has – he has the stuff to be great. The he has the mental – he has the mental side of it. He's got the stuff to be great. It's just – he just needs – time yeah he just needs i mean i think we've seen it this offseason especially in the spring game he looks bigger so he's got another year and he cut, his hair. cut his hair you know oh, i mean man sometimes you, guys, you keep beating me to it he, that haircut i has changed and him shaved that 180 beard yeah thing. it's you can respect a guy he when looks he's like a pro. in the huddle and he's got a stringy little mullet like no you're a little punk shut your mouth yeah yeah not anymore. Now You're the kid from high school who's buying a 12-pack. Yeah. Now he can spit out the plays in the huddle, and the <laughs> NFL is going to love him, just like they did Will Levis. Uh, a couple position groups that stand out to me, it's just it's along the offensive line, the line of scrimmage. I was going to say, if it O-tackle? This year. My uh, goodness. Very impressive Yeah. so far. I have six offensive tackles in my top 40. What? Six in my top 40. Okay, you got Olu Fashanu, Joe Alt. J.C. Latham. Mm-hmm. Let me. How she got? Oh, uh, the Kingsley kid from BYU. Yep, he's another one that I really like. Uh, do you have Grant Barton from Duke? Yes, I do. Gosh dang it, that was the guy. I didn't think you had. <laughs> I didn't think you had him. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, tackle from USC is pretty good. Yeah. As well, he's another one. And then the interior offensive line. I usually don't like those guys. No, it's a reset year. These guards can play. It's a reset, big uh, time. Yeah, they they've really got some talent on the interior. Cooper Beebe. Mm-hmm. out of K State. Cooper he's, Beebe, he's a really he's a good one. Baller. Yep, for uh, sure. The kid from Boston College uh, was injured last yes. year. He's yes, yes, yes. Good. Uh, Bryce Foster. He's a center at Texas A and M. Say good center class too, because then you got the, uh, the Von Prawn from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke Whipler should have gone back to school. He should have. He's six, so a six round pick? He would have been like a day. I feel like a one. true listener and listening. You guys go back and forth because I don't know any of these names, and I just want you guys to both know this is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> that draft was last week. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we went from talking about which fifth year options have not been picked up to you going through about forty players and like, ooh, what about this guy? Offensive lineman, guards, and center. Get the fuck out of here <laughs> I about can't that. <laughs> Why are you watching interior line of Austin <laughs> yeah. College? Yeah. We're not even going to talk about Marvin Harrison or Marvin Harrison Jr. anymore. It's like. Now, what about the center at a Texas A&M? Hey, 2018. <laughs> it's impressive. Country, or, sorry, 2017. Right, Mello comes to New York for the draft. He's helping me do some stuff. And, like, really, he was just, like, there to, like, watch. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even working at Bleacher Report at the time. I don't, maybe you were a little bit. But, anyway, he comes to New York, watches the draft. And uh, I had to stay and, and do some stuff. He flies home Sunday, I think. And I get a text from him on the, on the fucking plane. And he goes, Sam Darnold kid's going to get drafted pretty early, isn't he? I'm like, in a gear. <laughs> and he's like, I'm watching all the quarterbacks for next yeah. year. And so that's why like, we, went to Wy- we went to watch Wyoming, Iowa, week one, because he and I had watched every Josh Allen throw probably like four times by the time he played at Iowa. Jeez. And it's, it's a little bit of a sickness. But I will throw my man credit. Uh, he doesn't tweet a lot. He doesn't like, ask for a lot of attention. He watches more film, especially over the summer, than all the guys on Twitter who are trying to show out. 
That's all he does. I worked in an office with him, and when he's not watching the film, he's making funny jokes to me. Yeah, he's Last eating summer, sunflower seeds. Yeah, he's watching film. I, was, I had my phone face. pop up like a a slideshow, like a suggested slideshow, and it was Melo just like sitting at his desk, like the random photos I had taken yeah. throughout the year that I don't think he knows I did. The other time I was gonna look his Kool Aid water. Yes, God damn it, that's fucking hilarious. Bert Kreischer 2.0 right there with the Kool Aid. Funny yeah. stories are real. And he, yeah, yeah. He just, he's got two daughters. But oh, what wait. cracked me up the most about it was the. Uh, it's got zero. It's got zero everything. Zero calories. Zero protein. Right. He's like, this is so healthy for you. And I was like, there's got to be. He a also negative. lost like sixty pounds <laughs> drinking that water. Yeah. So. <laughs> that red dye is probably just eating out my brain. But, right. No that calories. fat's falling off too, boy. Why did you get labs done this week? Because I'm f- almost forty, so I had to get. Oh. I did a blood test. Like labs for what, dog? Did a blood test. Got the labs done. Came back golden. I'm good. Look at you. I'm set. Peak male specimen right here. Ladies I, and I, go that far, I was thinking about the health screening that I had to do a couple of years ago. That, tell that story. You, have to, you used to have to, uh, for health insurance purposes, you, we'd always have to do a health screening where they would have to like draw your blood, do all this stuff. And one year they did it the day after our fantasy football draft. Oh, my gosh. And like even with this health screening, like they're checking your cholesterol, everything. You go for the full physical. Yeah. It was the day after our fantasy football draft, which is a party. And a lot of people probably would have decided, nope, I have a health screening tomorrow. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. You did leave out one important part of that story, or maybe you didn't get to it yet. We were at a Waffle House at 4 a.m. Yes. Was this the night that someone we both know was throwing up? Different night. No, different night. Okay. (laughs) Different night. That was the last time I went to Waffle House. That night that I just no, mentioned. I think Dan was still alive. Yeah, he was. He was still with us. Yeah, because you spilled chocolate milk. Or... No, different. No, no, that, that was, was that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were in a Waffle House like four in the morning, and this girl like is like checking Mellow out, and we're all like, you know, we shouldn't be at a Waffle House at four in the morning, and she's <laughs> like, Sunday. on that side of town, like, she's like, I think you work with my dad, <laughs> this guy, and he's yep. like, and I show up to work on Monday, <laughs> and the guy has a picture of me. In a Waffle House with a clock behind me. And he's just like, hey, long night last night? I'm like, yeah. Can you tell? He's like, no, I got a picture of you at Waffle House, like 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> no, the clock's wrong. That's an eight. Yeah. Picture. I was actually in England. When yeah. that and then the next year, the follow-up year, I had to go back and do the health screening again. I go to get my blood drawn. And the sweet little old lady that's drawing blood looks at me and she goes, oh, I remember you from last year. I'm thinking, how drunk was I? <laughs> what did I do? Like, why do you remember me from last year? And then she says, like, I remember your tattoos. I'm like, oh, thank God. I thought my blood was just, like, yellow. <laughs> yeah. This guy almost died. <laughs> this guy has everything. <laughs> His blood was too drunk to drive. <laughs> he somehow made it back this year. Um, I do. I love this 2024 class. I do, too. And it's not just <laughs> Caleb Williams, Drake May. Marvin Harrison Jr. I think they're going to be guys where it's almost like, let's put them aside because they're so good that we don't want to over-evaluate them. Like, I could sit here and say, Marvin Harrison Jr. could be the greatest wide receiver I've ever evaluated, and that's not hyperbole. Well, that's also Brian Hartline, who is the receivers coach at Ohio State, has already come out and said, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best receiver I've ever had. That's And he was not shy. He mentioned Jackson Smith and Jigbub. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Wilson. all these guys. Scary Terry. Yeah, I mean, he's been doing it. He's been out for a minute. And he says Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best one that I've ever had. And the weird thing about Harrison Jr. is he's got size. Mm -hmm. 6'4". 
Mm-hmm. Like every bit of it. We were talking about that on Saturday on set. Is you think Marvin Harrison Jr. You think about his dad, who was kind of a shorter guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. He, like, he got mom's height or something. He's six four, six four, two fifteen, and he's twenty years old. He's going to get bigger. Yeah, a lot of would you sketches already. You were old enough to have this conversation. <laughs> How, Remember AJ well? Green, six foot one eighty five. Yes, um, Calvin mm-hmm. Johnson. Like he's going to be in that we conversation. Like the big body receivers. Yeah. They're not a thing anymore. You don't, you don't get a lot of these guys. Marvin Harrison Jr. is a big dude. Uh, there's a receiver out of Washington, too. Rome. Rome. Yeah. <laughs> He's like six foot three, two no ten laptop. as well. Oh, my God. Uh, what about Adonis Mitchell? I don't think Texas? people realize how impressive this is. You guys are just like receiver out of this university. Rome. It's like a, it's like something like a file cabinet in your brain. You're like, receiver watching Rome. There it is. And you both just sit at the same time. You say big body receiver, and it's like that drawer comes up. <laughs> yeah, yep, that's right? exactly what it is. It's like Bruce Almighty when the drawer comes on forever. <laughs> yep. right? uh, real quick, where are you going to put Brock Bowers? I have him right now at number four overall. Oh, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Well, Caleb Williams, I think he has to be number one. He has to be. Marvin, Marvin Harrison, Harrison Jr., two. number two. Drake May, three. I don't have Drake May, three. Shanu, the O tackle for three. State. He would have right. been the first tackle drafted this year. I think he's very impressive. And maybe you shouldn't do this with a big board, but I think positional value is so important. He's a, no, you can do he's that a with a franchise big left tackle. You can do that. And the left tackle class in the, this year was good. The one for 2024. Wait, so you have Williams, Harrison, May. No, Williams, Harrison, Fashanu. Then May. Then Bowers. Bowers. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then oh, Tui Moaloau oh. out of Ohio State. That's my guy. Ooh, he That's that my guy. Give me that name again, boy. <laughs> Tui Moaloau. Damn. I've been watching some videos. <laughs> yes, sir. Practice all day on break. He flashed. He had plays. I, there were a couple of games where you're like, they can't stop him. If he does anything remotely close to what he did in the Penn State game, he's he was going to win the Heisman. He was opposite Fashano that game. Uh-huh. Quick caveat. He was playing left defensive end. Mm-hmm. And losing a guy like Zach Harrison is going to free up some stuff for him. Uh, they also have another pass rusher. Michael Jack. Hall, uh, the D-tackle. Yes. What is the other one's name, though? Jack Sawyer. Yes. Uh, he's both he's kind of an outside. He's more yep. like a stand-up guy. Yeah, yep. very highly. They, they could be impressive. Yep. Then I do have Drake May at six. Yeah, I do want to see a little bit more of him. He's very productive. North Carolina year. quarterbacks scare me a little bit. Like, hey, you oh, might as well okay. just give us four more for your like, top ten for next year. Joe Alt comes in at number seven. Joe Alt's good. The What's his position? Notre Dame. Thank you. And then Dallas Turner, edge rusher from Alabama. At eight? That's how good this draft is. Dallas right. Turner is at eight. I, I was putting it together, and I'm like, man, that's too low for me. Kool-Aid comes in at nine. There we go. It's like, who am I going to replace? Wait, wait, him let with? me guess on ten. I don't think you're going to get it because I like this guy, and I don't think a lot of other people do. Yet. Braylon Trice. No, but I do, I do like him. And Washington, yeah, look out for the Huskies. Yeah, no, they're gonna be good. They, I have it in the rundown. They've got three guys in my top forty that could have had five. Who's at ten? Mason Smith. Oh yeah, Mason defensive with two lineman LSU from LSU was injured last year, but burst on the scene as a freshman. He then got hurt last season. If he wouldn't have gotten hurt, he we'd be talking about him as a top five. Listener question: Go through Bruce Feldman's freaks list when it comes out. And make sure you have all those guys on your on your list. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm looking at this blue chip prospects every day of the week. <laughs> like this, yeah. like this list here is like right there. You guys both have gone through this, and it just shows how impressive it is. You just gave your top ten, 
is there a guy next year that you think is not getting enough recognition? <laughs> I want to say at this point, we're literally a year away. <laughs> I have but one. Like, I have one. Even at this point, it's just, okay, like, hey, these are pretty much everyone else in the media is discussing, but who's the guy that's like, I'm actually kind of hoping that he, you know, kind of explodes on the scene, gets a little bit more recognition. Braylon Allen, right back Wisconsin. With Luke Fickle coming in, it's going to be great for him. And there's not that. There's not the Bijan type running back next year. There's not a guy. And I, Braylon Allen could very quickly become that. His freshman year, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. So if he gets back to some of that. Would you say he's a Bijan B. Robinson type? No. No. No, no I'm saying Bijan. Bijan. I think. God bless him. I hate to do it, but Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. You know, he's just he's a bigger back. He's got he good, has speed. good speed. Yeah. He just doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield. Cause, probably because he plays at Wisconsin. Yeah. But hopefully that changes with Fickle coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about wide receiver two from Ohio State? Abeka Abuga. Yeah. So I had a conversation last week. Somebody said he's like, they think he's average. And I was like, what? You know, Watch the second yards. half of the game against Georgia when Marvin Harrison Jr. went out. Right. He, just, he hasn't had that opportunity to shine. He's a little thicker. It's not the same. He's not, when you picture Ohio State wide receiver in your head, he's he's built differently than yeah, those guys. Yeah, and Marvin Harrison both. Yeah. But he's good. What's yeah. his size? Is he six? I don't know his three two twenty would be my. I'm purely Dang. guessing. He's thick. He's a little more Michael Thomas than what we've seen at Ohio. Marvin State. Harrison Jr. six four two twenty. Yep. Ohio State has him listed at six one two oh five. Oh, I was way off. My bad. He looks thick. That's a good size receiver, though. I mean, like we've talked about last episode, like today's game. He's that's a, a big receiver. Yeah. Compared to Zay Flowers and some of these other mm-hmm. guys yeah. that are in the league. Well, he's like jacked too. Right. Jesus. So that's why I thought yeah. he's. I mean, he's yoked up. Jeff, okay, so those are your top two receivers. Then you have Rome from Washington. Xavier Worthy, Adonai Mitchell. Mm -hmm. Also from Texas. I've wrote about it. I don't know if it's out yet. If Quinn Ewers is good, Texas is going to have some prospects. You mentioned the three pass catchers. They have JT Sanders, Xavier Worthy, and Mitchell, who transferred from Georgia. Xavier Worthy's got some off-field stuff he's got to clean up, but yeah. Yeah, and him just like getting on the same page with Quinn Ewers. They could never get things going yeah. last year. Xavier Worthy should watch every interview Zay Flowers did and be like, I'm gonna be that guy. Because that like that type of character, you're gonna forget that he's tiny. Because mm-hmm. he's just a good dude. Yep. Yep. And us Texas fans have been waiting for him. I mean, Sark came in and was pretty much like just gonna Ford? be my Devontae Smith. Like, yeah, Jalen Ford on that list? Linebacker, middle I linebacker, Texas? No. no, I haven't done a lot of linebackers yet. Here's a name that I want to talk about. I really like this guy. Maybe it's racist. Cooper DeJean. Out of Iowa. Those white DJs Iowa. White corner prospect. You don't get him. Riley Moss, ever. man. But his ass is getting moved to safety. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. <laughs> he might be a nickel corner. <laughs> At Iowa, you know, he Riley can stay Moss, over there. NFL, we all know he's going to Riley safety. Moss had the second fastest time for any defensive back at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. I'm going to say that before anybody tries to move his position. That's what I'm going to say. Who? Riley Moss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both those guys. Is it DeJean or DeJean? I don't, don't know. know. I don't either. But he's good. Mm-hmm. He's a hell of a player. He's big. Looks big. He's probably going to play safety in the NFL. <laughs> right? I think the NFL will just like it. I mean, that's nice. Yeah, but like, kind of big. You are moving big. to safety. Yeah. You know that. You're right? Adam Archuleta ass. <laughs> uh-huh. like, yeah. Oh, you're a white receiver? You're, yeah, you oh, play Oh, Matt Bowen? Okay, yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. kick returner. But there are. There are a ton of good players uh, in this class. I, I know I've already started putting We out should do this stuff. every other Thursday. Just list random names and watch country be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> 
I mean, that's if you fine. could say their position in school, that would help out me and the listeners as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. It's more fun for us to just riff on names. Like no, I've picked up on that. Yeah, <laughs> this is what we used. This is how we used to be. Yeah, we need to get mom and dad to get a printer and we go steal all the paper. Like we used to. <laughs> yeah, and just write them down. Those like long sheets of attached, the, paper. attached <laughs> with the holes on the side. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah. Like, old fax paper shit. Oh yeah, yeah. we print off like Jeez. three. I can remember way back in the day when ESPN still put the helmet by the team name, and we'd print off like every mock draft and then make our own on like word you know it's a good time Jeez. probably before that before remember when uh game, probably word 07 came out they used to go by the year not by like the no, the man, version of it four years old <laughs> dude like i just remember in elementary school like, learning how to type and i was like make sure you go to word 07 not 03 07 is the good one and i'm like 2007 all right all right now you're like that was like the heyday of technology when i was in elementary school like 07 well, hey, was I, like whoo i remember in windows my college 94. years google <laughs> docs I, I was in the computer lab typing up a paper on microsoft word mm-hmm. and there's a girl next to me he's like oh are you still using word so old. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, no, you have to switch to Google Docs. It's like, why? It saves for you. Yeah, okay. in the cloud. I didn't, I didn't trust it, so I didn't cloud. use it until yeah. I got to college. Because they introduced <laughs> it when I was in like I think seventh or eighth grade. We had these uh, Chromebooks, right? I think you guys oh. still will probably have them. Rich kids, but uh, I didn't. I didn't trust it because it would never connect, and the battery never charged. You had to go to a little station thing and unplug it. Like the school got a grant for it. It never worked. Never connected to the internet. And I was like, I trust in this bullshit. I'm gonna use Word, and I'm gonna Control S every other line yeah. just to make sure. <laughs> that was me. Yeah, like Google Docs, even like I'm still gonna. Go with <laughs> yeah, you know, I will tell you the reason. I started using Google Docs. It was free. You had to pay for like Microsoft Suite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The Google Docs was free. It was like, fuck that. I'm doing the free stuff, man. Uh-huh. I was, I, like, was poor. I still work with people that use Excel. Dude, go to a Google Sheet. Oh, do you would not believe how many times, like, for my <laughs> wife's to a job, sheet. she's like, oh, I need to like make a spreadsheet. It was like, Google Sheets, you can share it with everyone you work with. This mm-hmm. is an ad for I've always, I've always like, heard someone say, it. like, you know, make Excel sheet, like, make an Excel or a Google Sheet or whatnot. And it just, what you can do with it. I was like, yeah, like, whatever. It's neat. Like, the world that I'm in now, the amount of like <laughs> these sheets that I have to look you at. You should have been sitting next to Mello for oh my years. god, this is insane, dude. Wizard. Like I'm on YouTube trying to figure out how to do stuff. It's like I don't even know what I'm trying to do, so I don't know how to ask the question to figure this out. Equals sum. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need. Over and over, color coding. But from like seven different spots, and yeah, you color code it, and you're like, man, these blues are too similar. I don't know the difference. Like, color <laughs> how many of your topics did we get to in the last hour? Three? Uh, we we ran down most of them. Segment a very one. Very random. <laughs> like maybe spent one hey, second on Real them, quick. Then moved on. I just want to say this. Um, our baseball team, the Kansas City Royals, are the worst team in baseball, but the St. Louis Cardinals might be the second worst Hey, I'll team, tell you what I here. I love it. I'm glad you mentioned the Royals because I'm actually excited about this because I expected them to be bad this year. I didn't expect it to be this bad, but my mindset with it was that they're all young. It's all new coaching staff, hitting coach, like everything. Like, so they're all trying to learn together. I knew it was going to start bad, but if we can see a good run in June and July, maybe into August, it's like they went to there's the, some progress. No, but there they was, put up some runs. Yeah, but like was, even yesterday, you know what I mean? They didn't have a single strikeout. They didn't walk either, but it still was like that's better than what it was the last four today. weeks. They yeah. scored some runs today. Look at him, boys. That's freaking eight, progress. Eight, he's close to 300. Eight, Pat, uh, he's over it, I think. Like he, yeah, he or like Maybe the last couple weeks or whatnot, he's just been on an absolute yeah, tear. Yeah, because before yesterday's game, he was hitting 292. And then but he also, three for four. the Italian Sasquatch absolutely loved it. I think they call him Pasquatch. <laughs> I'm going to buy a T-shirt. Did I meant to do it earlier at work. But they started clearing land card number. in North Kansas City for the new stadium. Really? Baseball stadium? 
in North Kansas City, which is not downtown. No, it you're is not. not. That's why get, like, I'm not. Excited. You're not going to get like, oh, but all the people who work downtown can walk to a game. Not across the motherfucking river, they can't. <laughs> you better grab your canoe, Lewis and like, Clark. What are you doing, <laughs> right? Like, it's all a lie, man. I hate baseball owners. So what was that again? I missed it. I was talking. They are clearing land in North Kansas City that is the proposed site for the new ballpark. And the whole appeal of the new ballpark was it would be downtown. Yeah. People can walk there. I'm going to throw a conspiracy theory out there. That's just going to be a FedEx docking, and they're going to use that to be like, that's where the stadium's going. And then downtown's going to be like, screw that. We want the baseball stadium down here. They're going to jump and make it happen. Where? I've watched Suits. I don't know. That's just how I think. <laughs> I don't know. Now. Like I, every time, it's like, "Oh, we've like th- this has been proposed." It was like, "Yeah, some lawyers out there is like, hey, we're gonna honey dick them. Do you think this is what's gonna happen?" Mm-mm. And then when it happens, it goes downtown. It's like, "Thank you," and then they're celebrating by having a glass of whiskey at the end of the episode, end of the day. Oh, the, their suits for you. I, but yeah. talk, being in Kansas City last week and asking, like, people were like, "Oh, you're Royals fan?" It's like, "Yeah, don't kill me." Um, <laughs> and they're like, "Where are they gonna put the stadium?" It's like, "I don't know." So I talked to someone who is high up in kansas city like event planning and stuff and i was like where like where would a stadium go in relation to where we're sitting right now at the lowe's hotel they were like north of the river i was like but that's not downtown that's unless you go directly north yeah that's how i took but there's still like two bridges pnc park you know is on the river you'd have to do it with new coffee you stay south of the river but you're north of the city north but you can't. North of the city, There's south no of the river. Or even, yeah, oh. like directly Like River north. Market? You can't build a River Market. Why not? Because there's stuff. There's room over there. Over by the bridge, you take out. You but buy you know where they're BS. building the I know new, exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, <laughs> swipe that shit out The of women's soccer team, they're building their new training facility there. I would build on about. the other side of it, yeah. There's room over there. I, I have a picture in my mind. I know exactly Austin's what I'm talking about. Austin's got it. Never mind. There we yeah. go. Just like a big. I would love to eventually, like legitimately be like an event. Like city event planning coordinator or whatnot, somewhere along that line. Yeah, I think that'd be amazing. Like you help build the city. Like I've, I've seen like well, loose hey. uh, recent reports that area that's right there by the KC Star where they've done over the interstate. Yeah. they're gonna put like a they're gonna cover that and they're they gonna put like a park there. Yeah, the big dig. Mm-hmm. Remember that? They're gonna do that in Kansas City, and I think that is a glorious <laughs> idea. Really? They've been trying to make this happen since the early two thousands, but they had to wait till all the old heads get out of the office, and then now this yeah. new they call it younger generation, but the new guys that are taking charge with it want to make Kansas yeah. City bigger and better and grow it and make it more welcoming and this is the idea of it for people that live downtown and yeah. it seems incredible i would love to be a part of that well um that i will say anyway. you're starting at the ground floor you're moving back to town <laughs> you gotta start people. somewhere boys you know so, what i mean you know, there's, we're starting there's, there's a lot of room there's room yeah. to build oh a ton of it started at the bottom now we're here legitimately there's at the no bottom people I but am, there's a lot of room i am going from being neighbors with drug dealers to living out by myself with cows. Think Have you ever watched The Strangers? I'm going to buy you that. God bless it. Please do not. Cabin in the Woods? Yep. Last House, Last on, house the on the Left. left. Damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it is. That's terrifying. All right. Anywho. <laughs> well, I think that's it for us today. Uh, we jumped into a lot of... movie. Uh, Knock at the Cabin Door. Great movie. Lake Placid. What? It has Dave Bautista in it. It's where, like, the movie we love so much where they just show up with Keanu Reeves. Knock knock. Is that one good? You guys yeah, talk about great. it a lot. I've been talking about it for yeah, like two yeah, months. Yeah, Ana de Armos in it. That's yeah, the only I have no idea what like happens it. in it other than Ana de Armos and Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves gets. Yeah. Is it yeah. a scary movie? Yeah. 
Kind I don't of. know. Not the part I <laughs> saw. Is it just suspenseful? I've seen a little clip of it. It's uh, like, whoa, whoa, that sounded very would you bad. Say, yeah, would you I say that it's someone gladiator. put it on TikTok, like, what an incredible scene. I can't believe this happened to me. I was like, well, I'm going to like check it out. And I was like, I might actually watch the movie. Would you say it's climactic? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, multiple times. All right, that's it for us today. I uh, appreciate you guys joining us again, Matt. Uh, I don't know. Welcome back. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> see you Sunday, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. What to say. All right, but we do appreciate you guys. We will be back at it on Sunday. Maybe we'll finally jump into the NBA playoffs. I don't know. Maybe we'll just keep talking about the 2024 NFL draft. But we appreciate you guys listening to us. We'll talk to you all next time.